Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. We're back this week with our 23rd episode to talk about what's happening in the world of data and data protection. And this week, uh, we're expecting a very animated Kelly as we're focusing on the overuse of Excel spreadsheets and what end of life means for Office 2010. Thought I might just set the scene a little bit, Kelly, and then ask you to provide comment and insight. <laughs> so um, this week in the news, we saw that there'd been an issue with the test result information and the numbers of tests being released by Public Health England um, and official figures that they were underreported, which had impacted on a the national figures that were being released on a day to day basis and also on the ability of contact tracers to get in touch with people who'd been in, in contact with positive tested people with coronavirus so that came to the news and the numbers were updated and jumped so that gets the initial interest and then we looked at there was a bit of insight as to why this had happened and it it was determined that there'd been a bit of a mistake in the use of um excel and the way that the data was being submitted so essentially the third party contractors who are compiling and getting all the test result data submitting that into Public Health England with through a CSV file. So that's just very simple text files. Uh, it stands for comma separated values. Check me out on my knowledge. <laughs> and then those were like all brought together by PHE into a single template in Excel once more. And then that was then uploaded into a central system that then fed off into all the different reporting streams and was shared with Test and Trace so that they can then get in touch with people to find out who they should be contacting. Ideal time parameters on that are about 48 hours. So the problem with this was that the developers at PHE used a .xls version of Microsoft Excel, which was replaced by .xlsx in 2007 so that's about 13 years ago and the problem with that .xls file is that it's limited to 65,000 rows which because each test has multiple rows within it that means there's about a maximum of 1400 tests that can be reported on in any one of the templates that are in place so obviously there's numerous issues there and would you like to provide your insight into why some of that is problematic and how it relates to our listeners yeah, what is problematic about that? I'm going to start off with the concept that people use Excel for the wrong purposes. So for me, the challenge has always been Excel was designed to be more of an analytics kind of tool, a bit of tabulation. It was never meant to do the complexity of what PHE wants it to do. So it was always going to fail from the very outset. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but if you know what you want to collect and why you want to collect it, you'll really then understand the best system for that. Excel was never going to be that solution. Now, apart from the fact it's not just Excel, it was an old version of Excel is what makes, to be perfectly frank, irritates me even more, you know, because the reality is, is PHE didn't even exist, you know, 2007, you know, that's an old version. There is absolutely, to be perfectly frank, no justification for using an old version of Excel, regardless of the fact they shouldn't have been using Excel in the first place. But more importantly, I think it was a de facto, let's use Excel as the solution. Mm -hmm. They hadn't, they hadn't considered any of the risks, any of the challenges, any of the, 
well, is this really the right system for us to be using? And it isn't like it isn't a known fact that Excel has been routinely misused as a, and it pains me to use it. So air quotes, people, I am using air quotes. <laughs> I can see that. Thank you. <laughs> it's not. It really is. And then what this has demonstrated once again, that the limitations of what Excel can do. And stuff. Now, I appreciate they're under time pressures, but there are vastly more robust systems out there to be using. And what I'd want anybody who is listening this to, to consider is don't assume that Excel is going to solve all your problems. Think first, is this really the right, right tool for me to be using? based on what I want to be collecting and using it for. And in a lot of instances, the answer to that is going to be no. It's really interesting, isn't it? um, I think it is almost the de facto choice that people will go to if they want to create a list of something, let's put it that way, you know, contacts, maintaining contacts. I mean, we've worked with a couple of clients who have maintained multiple contact lists where some of those contacts are duplicated and they're all set up slightly differently. So you end up with conflicting data, duplicated data, you end up with slightly different ways it's it's set up so somebody's putting in county somebody's putting in postcode and county in the same and it just there's no consistency and i think it can lead to so much wasted time. I mean, I think there was a statistic a couple of years ago now, but it suggested that between half an hour and six hours are wasted by employees in small I did read your article. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that they're resolving all these issues and spending that much time on it. Whereas in a properly set up database, you would be able to put that data in once make sure it's consistent and then use the extract of that data to analyze it if you need to. I think for me what it comes down to is because Excel for the vast majority of organizations that use have Windows they'll have they would have bought Microsoft the the office package of which Excel comes with it's part of the package it's part of the deal you know Um, and when I first read the article and I groaned that it was Excel my first thought was actually it's a macro gone absolutely insane or it's a VLOOKUP that has been poorly typed or poorly created because on experience and I've got a lot of experience of seeing really really bad Excel spreadsheets and I thought that was the case I never imagined that the problem would have been an old version of how a file was being saved to import it into Excel I mean that's pretty rudimentary as far as I'm concerned yeah comments from sort of some experts around you know even kids at high school or you know you know secondary school would have a basic understanding that this is not the tool to use no no exactly so i think you know the the, and you made the point and i think the challenges are the common problems i see with excel spreadsheets is that you know you have no master file at least in a database you'll have a central system that is being backed up and it is one center of truth with an excel spreadsheet we could all especially in this today's remote working we could all have an instance of that excel spreadsheet and it could be you know let's just go for basics you know truck and trace dot xls track and trace underscore copy one xls track and trace copy underscore copy underscore copy you know and we've all got and we all think we're running the same version and we're not. So which is the right version? Yeah. The one and that says final, use this. <laughs> version one. <laughs> and so you've got that. You've then got, you know, we've worked with prospective clients who have then told us that the the lookups that they're using or, or the macros that they're using in the Excel spreadsheet are not working. And they've built in no kind of routine to quality check. There's no error message that's going to come up if they've 
if the code looks correct, but actually it's producing the wrong outcome, there's no code in Excel that really gives you that unless you've built in those kind of error codes. So, which means if you're building, if you're putting that level of programming into an Excel spreadsheet, stop. Mm. Actually go to a database look up a definition of what a database is, realise it's not Excel, you know, and invest some money in that because ultimately it's going to save you money in the long term because I'd rather spend half an hour going into a database than six hours every week of a member of staff's time because if you add that up over the course of the year, you've probably justified the cost of the database development. Do you know what um, the workaround is? I don't. Oh, it probably distressed me too much. Um, yeah, so essentially they are at the moment breaking down the data into smaller batches to create more templates so that none of them hit the cap. Um, <laughs> I would say watch this space for further issues. Yeah, and this is not the first time a government department has been has failed in its use of kind of technology in these types of Excel spreadsheets. But I'm, I don't want to just be scathing against the kind of government because i am and i'm happy to stand by this like this is the hill i will absolutely die on saying <laughs> this you know a lot of people are like you know you can be middle of the ground i'm like no excel for this level of complexity is not the solution for you but i know very large global companies running very sophisticated finance systems using excel spreadsheets one calculation to go wrong in that and you've potentially lost millions possibly more um, and you clearly if you read my blog i give you some examples of where that has gone really wrong and the reason i post that blog every year because i don't change it is because the same problems happen every year and all i all i pray is that people do all i want really is people to take a moment to think about what is the end result they're looking for what's the best system for that end result mm -hmm. and please don't start off with excel you know in your programmed in your mind as being that solution nine times out of ten it won't be and i guess building on that then a little bit if we focus on the um Moving me away from old. <laughs> moving on um if we focus on the fact that it was an older version or version of the file at the very least that that was used kind of brings us on to the fact that at the end of this month office microsoft office 2010 is reaching the end of its life in terms of the microsoft will not support it anymore and earlier this year in january it was the end of windows 7 support and mm -hmm. both of those are really important to understand that it's happening and what that means because some people kind of go oh you know it's just a way of them you know forcing money out of me because i've been using their products for a long time you know with the best will in the world they need to make sure that they've got enough resources across their their developers to focus on later products and developing new stuff because otherwise we'd still all be using you know windows 95 and so but the interesting thing is that like a lot of people obviously don't realize why it's necessary when those systems either the operating systems or the the actual products like office stop being supported by their their um their creators microsoft then if you don't upgrade them then you lay yourself open to security vulnerabilities and risk for your business because those patches are not being applied the weaknesses and bugs that are in them are not being fixed and so you know the, the nefarious hackers out there will be aware of those ex vulnerabilities and look to exploit them yeah. to get into your system and that was one of the ways in which WannaCry went so quickly through organizations because i know and again it's sorry to pick on on another sort of public sector area but it, it replicated itself very quickly through the nhs because partly sometimes because of the big very expensive machines that they've bought linked to xp software they were still running windows xp which hadn't been supported for a number of years and 
it just wiped out their systems because it, it they could get through it very quickly and exploited that vulnerability. And it's very similar, you know, similar risks are presented to companies now. If they're still on Windows 7, if they haven't got a plan for upgrade of Office 2010, you know, you should be thinking about that. And obviously Windows, um, Microsoft, sorry, are looking to move people onto Office 365 or Office 2019 and it's worth it's worth looking at how you can do that and make sure that your systems and your data are protected because the the risk is if your business and yourself is too much and i think obviously one of the issues that we have at the moment is with everybody working at home it's not just businesses and their internal systems that mm-hmm. are, are needing to be upgraded so what are people doing on their own home computers have they upgraded them and often that will be where it still works so why do i need to upgrade it spend the money that i maybe don't have at the minute so it's important that you do a, a check of your software register understand what systems you're running and then if you haven't got an upgrade plan in place or you're still running windows 7 and it was indicated that in january there's about 25 percent of companies using windows 7 and in january it was about 200 million pcs worldwide that's a lot of PCs and I doubt very much that all of them have been updated in the last nine months. So get in touch with your IT support and ask them how they can help you to get an upgrade plan in place as quickly as possible. They might be inundated, but I'm sure they'll look to help you because it's important that it's managed appropriately and you have the the latest software security patches in place. Yeah. And I would say to any business owner or any MD or anyone that sits on a board, you really should have this on your risk register. You know, data protection should be on there, but certainly, you know, end of life system support and the vulnerabilities and the potential cost to you as an organization should be something that you're aware of and understand what it's going, what you need to invest in to plug those gaps. Because if you haven't and then you're on the end of a breach and you demonstrate that you've not put the right policies and procedures in place, you are not going to be looked favorably on by your customers or by the um, stakeholders and the commissioner. As expected, that uh, 15 minutes flew by with um, our, our analysis of issues of Excel. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just Excel, but yes, <laughs> it was another good subject. Obviously, if anyone uh, disagrees with anything that Regina or I have said, please feel free to uh, email us on the coffee at dbxuk.com. I can't say that I will necessarily agree with any of the comments, but feel free to share them with us. Um, and if you're interested in a software register, we do have that offer in our toolbox. And again, contact us for that. But uh, thanks for the uh, the chat, Regina. It's fun yep. as always. Good to have a coffee as always. Absolutely. And see you on episode 24.